Oh, hey, everyone. It's time for Heaving Bosoms Ask a Badass, where we spotlight listeners of the podcast and lovers of romance because y'all contain multitudes that are hard to even comprehend sometimes. On Monday, February 10th, we've got a throwback for you. We're re-releasing our episode on Firelight by Kristen Callahan. It's book one of her Darkest London series, and it was our very first sexy monster. And now we have Natalie's chat with Stephanie C. This Joanna Lindsay fangirl is truly a Jill of all trades. I don't know where she comes up with so many hours of the day. She's a self-defense maven and instructor. She whips up gorgeous, professional-level cakes and confections, hosts the Outlaws and Scorned Women podcast, lives an enlightened polyamorous lifestyle, and is an all-around force of wonder and magic. Here we go! Stephanie. Hi, Natalie. How are you? I always think it's funny when you have to pretend like you haven't been talking for however yeah. many minutes. We just beforehand. walked into the room. Yeah. Together. Oh, hello. I just opened yeah. this video and then there you are. It's we nice haven't been coordinating you. this for like a week. Or anything. <laughs> no. Not at all. Uh, hi, listeners. I'm here with Stephanie C. Stephanie is a longtime cult member. Yeah. Long time <laughs> listener. Like you're one of the OGs. Yeah, apparently. Um, my best friend and I were thinking about starting a podcast in that way mm-hmm. where you're like, we're hilarious. Yeah. And we should talk to each other on microphones. Um, <laughs> and so I was like, we like romance novels. And she had mm-hmm. just actually at a flea market in Kyle, Texas, had found uh, these men of America romance novels that are like oh. one dude for every state. Oh, and what? yeah she found like 47 of them oh, and no. i can't remember who were missing but it's yeah. not good uh and they're like little harlequin terrible terrible yes. novels and we were going to go through all of those uh but then you know life happened but yes, in in the process so. of researching this uh, i googled romance novel podcasts and mm-hmm. there just, was heaving bosoms was the first did thing you just come google up. it to see what else was out there yeah. and, and just see like hey who else is in the game which at that time there wouldn't have there been wasn't a lot. a lot there was not a lot it was like it, heaving bosoms was the first result yeah or it might have I, just been the first one i noticed because of the word bosoms but. yeah <laughs> but they were like i mean now they were I it feel, yeah yeah and i was like okay i'll test drive this and then yeah but yeah, no, I, I've been listening for a long time. Yes. So long time listener, first time caller. Um, <laughs> it's nice to see you. We have known you from such things as amazing cake. <laughs> yes. Pictures. Mm-hmm. If you don't follow Cake Monster Texas, Cake Monster TX on That's Instagram, me. what yeah. are you doing? I still have uh, vivid memories of mm-hmm. the candy bark that you made for the top of the cake. Literally, I think about it all the time. I'm not even. <laughs> what, the like the pink and white candy bark? The, yes, exactly. Nice. And it had like the ribbon candy in it. Mm -hmm, I literally mm -hmm. think about it all the time. I showed the picture to my daughter who was obsessed with everything pink. Um, So she uh, is like, yeah, mom, you'll make the mini donuts. Yeah. Think of, I think about it often. So you're doing <laughs> great a, work out there. <laughs> that was a fun cake. Yeah. The, the order on that was just like, she likes sugar. And she likes pink. And I said, I got you, boo. We're going to do this. So you're, you're doing cakes out there in the world. You yes. teach 
uh, self-defense classes. I do. I do. For women, people. Mm -hmm. And you were featured on a cult AMA back in the day. This is a a while back. uh, Like a couple months ago, I feel like. It's been a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Back before the before it was a podcast. This is the first time I've actually drank an alcoholic beverage while podcasting. Fantastic. And do you want to know the reason? Yes. Because it would not fit in my fridge. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's got to go somewhere. (laughs) It might as well go in your belly. So it's going to go into my mouth. No, I I actually haven't had an alcoholic beverage in probably five, six years. Yes. uh, Because of my uh, my medication for my lupus. Oh, okay. Like my poor liver is already working. (laughs) so yeah. hard he's like i'm doing the is. best i can here like, okay which don't make me filter other shit too. <laughs> yes exactly I can't do this. So. i'm like the little engine that could right now yeah yeah like it's mm-hmm. just getting by i really yeah. cannot throw it and it's just eh, <laughs> i understand just recreational not worth it i understand completely um i used to be a big drinker mm-hmm. and um and then I really like cut back a lot on drinking and I was like, maybe I'll never drink again. But you want to know what else I am? Susceptible to peer pressure. <laughs> really? <to> suggestion. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love a good time. Yeah. And you know what? Booze tastes really good. <laughs> it's, you know what? I think that's the thing. Like if I didn't like, it's the same with coffee. If I didn't like coffee and mm-hmm. the taste of coffee, it would be no problem. Right. I could quit it. Yeah, but no. But I make really good coffee. Yes. Like I can't, if I made shitty coffee, that would again be easy to quit, but I don't. But I don't. I make fabulous coffee. Yeah, see, that's it. Put it on the resume. Put that on a business (laughs) card. Um, (laughs) um, What are we talking about? Romance. I don't know. We got into, yeah. We're here for romance reasons. We listen to a romance novel podcast, the same one. Yes, we do listen to the same one. We have been internet friends for a little while now. um, And you started reading romance like later in life or? Yeah, Yeah, I came to it in college um, because Mm -hmm. I had that internalized misogyny thing where uh, women, you know, Cool girls don't read romance. That's just for yeah. like for trashy silly girls or whatever. Mm-hmm. It turns out yeah. I'm a trashy silly girl. Um, <laughs> Absolutely, that's my brand. A hundred percent. But and I definitely did not want to be seen in public with mm-hmm. a romance novel cover because they weren't cool back then. This is they like weren't. Yeah, they weren't early two like thousands. Graphic yeah. designer. It was full on Fabio ripping the bodice. Yeah, good times I, novel covers. And I feel like I was just thinking about this last night. So I do not sleep like at Uh all, really. Like most, I've been up since healthy. It's not. I was, (laughs) I slept from midnight to 4 a.m. last night. And in the other times, I was on the romance Twitter, which, as you know, oh, yeah, that is active Twitter. It is, there's a lot of content there. And I was thinking actively about the, um, whoever it was that was like, thinking that they that we can't do these animated covers and that we have to stick with like that only books that have naked dudes on them sell or whatever you know what i mean there was a whole contingent that was like no those books sell better so that's why you have to put the naked dudes on them and i think that it that that has just been proven wrong in like the last year right there's no there's no fucking way that's true it just can't be because like it's just people that don't like change yeah and if you want like i think as the author, if you mm-hmm. want a bodice rippy dude on on the cover, then by all means have that. But yes. if I really feel like it only works for um, for period mm-hmm. romances, like 
it only yeah. in special cases. Maybe would motorcycle I see it in romances. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> okay. I think I think the cover of some of my favorite Sons of Anarchy fanfic would probably have yes, like with just just the cut, just, just the a cut. cut. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. Why is it called that? I don't is, know. Like the only thing I could ever think is it's like a leather jacket with the sleeves cut cut off. Off. I think you may have. That's the, the only thing I could think of, and I've spent. Some QT thinking about this. It bears consideration. (laughs) Because, Lord, especially Sons of Anarchy, that show devoured my life for a long time. I did not have, it was on cable, wasn't it? At that, when it was on. I don't know. We stole it. So, (laughs) oh, yeah. So I did not ever have whatever channel it was on. And I did not know how to steal things Mm -hmm. because I did not spend a lot of time thinking about it. So, literally, all I had was like basic access and PBS. So, Mm -hmm. I wasn't watching Sons of Anarchy. So, I missed it. You know what I mean? And now it's like kind of too late to go back for me. Like, I'm not, I mean, you're probably right. It is, it is never too late. The only thing I'm going back and watching, let's be real, is uh, backlog seasons of great british bake-off that's really the only thing i'm going back for that is so good for your soul <laughs> so is. so good for your soul sons of anarchy is not i mean there are some beautiful men yeah. in questionable hygiene situations doing mm-hmm. really high octane shit but it's also just hamlet with motorcycles mm-hmm. and we so, know how hamlet ends oh so. yeah no everyone dies in that don't they mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so we've been watching witcher mm. and is it the witcher or is it witcher god i don't know i don't know we don't, don't really know. need to know no we don't need to know but literally said to someone the other day i just think that his penis has to smell really bad <laughs> i just think it has to there's He's no like, way there's no way it smells but he is he, wearing are they leather pants is it a leather encasement situation know. I think they're. I like think we need to watch again. Sort of like dragon leather hybrid. Um, they're made of magic. I don't know because there's one scene. I think it's in one of the first couple episodes where it almost looks like he's wearing like garbage bag pants. And I just spent <laughs> a lot no of time breathing. looking at yeah. it. You know, it's just got to be the sweatiest place. Right. And all of and then he's inside, literally sometimes inside of monster mm. creatures. Yes. So, but here's the thing. Geralt is also, aside from his girlfriend one time, the only person in the show that we know mm-hmm. bathes. I think that the one girl, no, uh, maybe this is a spoiler, Yennefer. No, um, I've seen the whole thing. I, well, for somebody else. Oh, <laughs> there, are right, there are other people in the room. I'm so sorry. Hi, everybody. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. There's more people here than just us. We could talk <laughs> another time where it's just us. That's totally fine. <laughs> No, but but Spo- I think she alert. probably like her vagina must regenerate every night because you know what I mean. Right, right. Because of I reasons. don't know. But, so, but everybody else is, remains fully clothed and not soapy, and he's yeah. he's in the water two three times over the yeah. course of the series. Two so three know. times over like fifteen years. You but, know. <laughs> but if we assume that other people bathe at yes. all, yes, then we have to assume that he's actually fastidiously clean. This is also one of those situations where I think about like Harry Potter, where I'm like, okay, so you have magic, but you're still using candles. What? <laughs> you have you- magic, but you use a quill. Uh, yeah. Literally, you're sharpening a feather <laughs> with a knife. That's described more than once in the yes, series. Exactly. You have magic, but you're taking a still bath that you have to dump a bucket over yeah. your head. I, I, I don't, don't understand. understand. I don't. 
I don't. And also, you have magic, but you willingly are drinking something called pumpkin juice. Yes. Which sounds like a screaming nightmare to me. Yes. Yes. That I is agree. not something that juices. Yeah. It doesn't juice. Purees so if I'm, at if, best. Like, if I am going to have magic, mm-hmm. there are some things that I'm never going to have to think about. Bathing. Cutting my hair. Right. Trimming toenails. Mm-hmm. Things like that. Tedium. Yeah. I don't. I'm just going to be clean. <laughs> All the time. In uh, in D&D, to fly my nerd flag for a second, mm-hmm. there is a basic level cantrip that you can take if you're playing a wizard called prestidigitation. Prestidigitation. God, it's a hard word. Prestidigitation. Prestidigitation. Let's say it together. <laughs> there yeah. you go. Anyway, you're just clean. Oh, just, yeah. Da-da-da, clean. Yeah. And it's fantastic. And I think that was probably put in there by some... Some D&D developer's partner who probably read romance novels and yes. said, you know what? You know what barbarians and knights don't do enough of in romance novels is wash their junk. Their dicks you need smell to have, real bad. You need to have something in there that just magically wicks it all away. Yep. And so that's why we have prestidigitation. <laughs> <laughs> See? Tell the guy on The Witcher. Tell who, actually, I think it's a, I think it's a lady run show, isn't it? Yes, it is. So tell those ladies, mm-hmm. work that in somehow so people like me can just thirst over Henry Cavill without thinking about what his dick smells like. Let's just... Well, that's, I, I didn't think about it before you <laughs> mentioned it. I so, just ruined it for every listener who was I like, mean, oh, now, the witcher's yeah. hot. Now they're like, no, his butt crack stinks. No, um, no he's got swamp ass. <laughs> he totally does. <laughs> um, okay, so you got over the internalized misogyny. <laughs> And he started oh, shit, romance reading novels. romance. Yeah. So my roommate in college, um, she actually grew up in Germany for most okay. of her life. So she was pretty free of like the Puritan yeah. bullshit that we're mm-hmm. raised with here in the States. Yeah. And so um, she would just read her romance novels anywhere. Just on the bus. She didn't give a shit. True just heroine. flagrant mm-hmm. man nipples yes. all over the thing. She did not mm-hmm. care. And so I was like, you are so free. <laughs> teach me teach me your ways yes <laughs> and she said here read this and she handed me the knight in shining armor oh yeah the time no. travel one with the girl with the red hair with the, the terrible boyfriend it was so goddamn awful i hated everything mm-hmm. but the sex the sex mm-hmm. was it was for hot yeah because it was i was Especially actually reading because sex. It was probably because it was one of the first times you read it right yeah. you were like <gasps> This vanilla sex is the best thing I've ever read in <laughs> this, my whole life. This straight up missionary no oral is amazing. Penetration with your boy. Somebody wrote this down. No clit was ever touched anywhere in that they book. Did, she didn't even have she one. She didn't Let's just, it. you know. No. She was like, she was Barbie doll smooth. It was. But, but so I read that and I kind of threw it at her. When I was done with it, I was like, How dare was, you? This was mm-hmm. fucking terrible. Why did you make me read this? She said, Uh huh. So now read this. And she passed me A Gentle Rogue by Johanna Lindsay, oh. which is part of the Mallory series, which I recognize now is not the best series. It's Johanna Lindsay, and she's uh-huh. a little old fashioned in her romance ways. But uh, I read that, and it was, it was, it was good. Yeah. And, and there was like dialogue well written. that, that uh-huh. wasn't that didn't make me want to just peel my skin off and run screaming away from the book. It was so good. And so that, and it was a series because that's how they get you. They're like, here's this book with sexy times in it. Did you know? Yeah. There's Mm -hmm. 900 more. You can read them all. (laughs) I kind of feel that way about like 
putting the tip in on the Bridgerton series because I'm like, <laughs> then I'll spend my next year just in that world. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, that's it. Got that way briefly with me with the beard, the boys with the beards, the Winstons. Yes, current Winstons. Okay. I, I read like, almost all of those. Yes. In like I, a day. Usually, so I've read that series, I think, three times now. Mm-hmm. And I think if once I start reading it, I have to read all of them. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I have to go well, back and do all of them. Well, the story, the, the continuity is so uh, continuous. I, it's so, just so good. I, I, so I feel like she's the kind of author, too, where you could find Easter eggs to the other things. Like, mm-hmm. Once I was reading the Billy books, I was like, oh, I remember that part. Do you read mostly contemporaries or you're a mix? Um, I really have a fondness for period romance, mm-hmm. but I think it's just because that's where I started. I, and... When I really got back into romance, I would only read historicals. And for I think part of me was like, it's not trashy if it's history. <laughs> it's not you trashy know? if he has to unleash a corset <laughs> exactly. to get at that ass. There is a firm ankle view right now that (laughs) is looking pretty good okay so stephanie how does like romance fit into your life uh my romantic life is uh maybe a little more complicated Mm -hmm. than most folks uh my husband and i are polyamorous Mm -hmm. so uh we have hold on really quick because if you're going to describe it to somebody has never even heard of it what would you describe polyamorous as so let me let me tell you a little story um so i was diagnosed with systemic lupus about 10 years ago. And that will, you know, and I had been married to my husband at that point for five years and we were very monogamous mm-hmm. and very much your, your pro your stereotypical, you know, cis het monogamous marriage. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I get this diagnosis and my whole world changes and I'm like, it just rocked everything. Mm-hmm. And I realized like my life might be shorter than I want it to be. And I will have only ridden this one cock. Sure in all of this time and like i love him mm-hmm. but also there are others out there that could sure. also also be fun so we sat down and had a conversation and mm-hmm. he was totally open to it and mm-hmm. we hammered out the rules because there have to be rules literally and figuratively <laughs> uh, sorry <laughs> you're, you are more accurate than you know uh and we uh basically we just started dating and mm-hmm. i think anytime that you start a new romantic phase in your life like like coming out as a different sexuality mm-hmm. or starting off as polyamorous you start over from like teenager so i'm right. like 32 and i'm going out on first dates yeah. for the first time in years and it was all butterflies and yeah. very emotionally wrought and there was yeah. some drama and i got real slutty yeah i had like i had like six guys i was dating at one point uh and you know but i've got this uh, you know my husband has been is an amazing partner and we support each other and we check each other mm-hmm. and we are each other's sounding boards like about you know should i be dating this girl and i say she might be a crazy bitch so i get crazy bitch vibes off of her so be careful uh and we we keep each other honest and we abide by the rules and it takes so much communication Mm -hmm. so much talking and so that's part of my frustration with reading romance novels is like y'all just need to sit down and talk about this Mm -hmm. just talk and there's always that book where you're like this is a this is a 10 minute conversation that mm -hmm. needs to be had and it would have saved a lot of trouble. We would have saved like four chapters. <laughs> I mean, there wouldn't have probably been a book, 
but no, it would have been a pamphlet, but it would have <laughs> yeah. been a sexy pamphlet, really short novella, but that's it, okay. <laughs> it would have been a happy, a happy uh-huh. pamphlet. Uh, so yeah, we we communicate a lot, and I don't anytime that jealousy rears up in a romance uh-huh. novel, I'm like, yeah, really. Do we have to do that? Can't you just like... Well, I think there are some people that do feel jealous and do get yeah. jealous and that's part of their personality. And like, mm-hmm. like way to be an evolved human being. That's, I, don't, I don't know if I'm a jealous person. Mm-hmm. I don't know that. But I think that there are people that like possess, possession and possessiveness yeah. are very much a, are, are like a part of their lives. You know what I mean? Yeah. About not-, not just their partner, but about friends and about, you know... Mm-hmm cookies and like that one coffee mug in your drawer like i you know. uh i learned throughout this whole polyamorous process i'm extremely possessive of my bed mm-hmm. i want i want me to be in my bed or my husband i don't even i barely allow the cats i don't let the dog mm-hmm. i don't want my kids in my bed that's my space yeah and so that was a that was like the first rule that came that blurted out of my mouth when we started negotiating this whole thing mm-hmm. was nobody else in my bed yeah, like, that's a safe I, space. Yeah. And so um, I'm just, jealousy is a totally real and normal thing. But when it is allowed to be a toxic driver yeah. of the plot in a book, I'm like, mm-hmm. gross. Ew. Yeah. Well, I again, don't. it comes down to communication because it's it's trust. Mm-hmm. It's jealousy. And, and that jealousy morphing into something is you allowing those feelings to get away from you without having a conversation about it with somebody mm-hmm. else and just turning it into a situation that's not right right that's my very non-therapist non-expert words that come <laughs> i like a certain degree of of possessiveness it's, it can be mm-hmm. super hot yeah and somebody's like yeah that whole like the whole thing yeah. that the winstons do like that's my woman yeah it, it's <laughs> yes it's a little iffy, but it's also a little really hot. And well, because so... I feel like they're like enlightened Neanderthals. You know what I mean? In that situation, you know, like, yes. they'll let you be you, but like, mm-hmm. also you're mine too, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, I've, but the thing is, is like, my husband and I, uh, we're polyamorous, but we're also very devoted people. And so mm-hmm. we both have long term relationships outside of our marriage. He's got uh, his lovely girlfriend, and they've been together for like three, four years now. And uh, my boyfriend, I've just talked to him before we jumped on this call, and uh, he and I have been dating for almost eight years. Mm-hmm. And it's like, maybe we're not so good at this whole, like, serial dating thing. <laughs> so are you, da- are you dating gonna- other people besides those two people? Like, you'll still go on dates? At, or is that okay, that phase over? Yeah. I- I could, but like I've I've got through my slut phase. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. I found I found quality guy phase, mm-hmm. um, and also with with my um, with my lupus, I can't just expose myself to germs. to germs mm-hmm. all the time. And yeah. every time you make out with a guy, that's just germs all yes. all up in it. Uh, you need to germs. know every place that tongue has been. Yeah. And like that conversation also gets really old. Yeah. That, hey, I know that you For liked sure. my pictures and we, we want to have the sexy times, but I have lupus. Mm-hmm. And then I got to watch that reaction. And if they immediately start acting right. like I just shared, overshared something gross, mm-hmm. then we're done. I'm going to yeah. pay for my half of dinner and I'm out of here. Yeah. Um, so that whole conversation, because I have to have the STI conversation like date one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so... Because like, you can't you can't go anywhere. Why mm-hmm. why get emotionally or physically invested in somebody right. when it can't go anywhere? Yeah. You know? and so that 
that is a lot of emotional work to do mm-hmm. uh, that I don't always feel like fucking doing. And so yeah, I haven't felt like it for a couple of years now. And yeah. honestly, I've been training Kung Fu so much. It's like Kung Fu is my other boyfriend now. <laughs> and so that's that's where my other spare time goes. So if you were going to talk to somebody who was curious about being polyamorous mm-hmm. or curious about if that was really what they were thinking about, kind of, is there any advice you would give to them or... Um, I mean, other than communication, communication, mm-hmm. communication, all the communication. I mean, even if the conversation is uncomfortable as fuck and it will be, mm-hmm. sit down, push through it and have all the conversations and be open about your feelings. And the second something happens that makes you feel icky, you got to pause and say, all right, I'm having yeah. a feeling right now. I maybe need to process it for a minute, but I need you to know something about this was a little triggery and mm-hmm. I need to figure it out. So there's that. Uh but also, I went into it with the the mindset of like, because I would, it, the idea of not just dating somebody other than my husband, but like really caring about somebody sure. other than him romantically. Mm-hmm. And I th- I, that didn't feel like that was possible. But then I realized I have two children mm-hmm. <laughs> and I didn't. I didn't love my firstborn less because the the baby girl came along. Like, it's not mm-hmm. pie. <laughs> There's mm-hmm. not less of it because you cut pieces sure. out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's an exponential thing. So, yeah. Yeah. But that's just how I see it, you know. But I it's wanna, just, yeah. it's being an ethical slut <laughs> is what it is. Like, I mean. Like, I'm it, a slut, but I got rules. I think it's sometimes putting what you physically need or mm-hmm. want on the same level as what you emotionally need or want, right? Right. And I think a lot of times we think that our physical needs are lower down the totem pole. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Uh I I think probably in a real person's life, they would all be equal, Mm -hmm. you know, or whatever. Yeah. Um, I want to circle back because you talked about um, saying, you know, like when something feels really emotionally weird or triggery, I think that's something that us as women Mm -hmm. are are told to push through or taught to push through no matter your relationship, whether it's with one human person Mm -hmm. or two or multiple or whatever. Um, We're taught to just be quiet and to, and to deal with it. And And I think that, yeah, yeah, exactly. That it's not our job to, to, you know, conflict what's happening. And I think that that's good advice for anybody. You know what I mean? There's there's a lot of self-advocacy and, and, being honest with yourself about how you're feeling, mm-hmm. uh, even if it's if what you're feeling reveals that you are a petty bitch in this moment, I'm still feeling it. And mm-hmm. I need to work through that. And so do you, mm-hmm. partner of mine in this situation. Right. And exactly. So, if you can't ha- handle me at my most cunty, you cannot handle me. <laughs> you cannot my handle most... my cunt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, great. Let's yeah. put it on a t-shirt. <laughs> mm-hmm. Stitch it on a pillow. <laughs> Put it on a cake. <laughs> Don't think I won't. It might not go up in my public Instagram. I might just post it on the group. But yeah, in the cult, the country oh, cake. Man. I'll try not um, to make it anytime. Um, but yeah, I think that's awesome. I think mm-hmm. if I'm, I personally do not have the emotional capacity for mm-hmm. any other humans in my life. You know what and I mean? That, and that is that that's the honesty with yourself. Yeah. 
I mean, like, if you're if your partner comes to you and goes like, "I would like to be polyamorous," and you look at yourself and go, "Ew, I think I might not." <laughs> I that's am a at the limit. <laughs> and you gotta and you gotta speak up for you. Yeah, but yeah, I'm really happy that it works for you because it obviously mm-hmm. is. If you've been doing this for eight years or yeah. more, you know that's awesome, and I'm really mm-hmm. happy that it works for you. Really, am. Thanks. Yeah, you know, because it I really think does. there's a lot of like you know, very, not cliche, because it's not cliche, very um, romanticized, Mm -hmm. you know, polyamorous relationships in romance and in the internet and things like that. And Mm -hmm. it's not always romantic. And it's not always, you know, clean and, you know, easy. So Mm -hmm. thank you for sharing. Mm -hmm. Um, How do you feel about a lightning round? Okay. You feeling good about it? I feel great about it. Okay. Are you, you ready? Yeah. Okay. Are you an Aaron or a Melody? I am a melon. Okay. I am a combination of the two. Great. Uh, You're a Venn diagram. Yes. Um, If you were to do the Venn diagram and in the middle where it's like all of Melanie's sex positivity, Mm -hmm. but all all of Aaron's um, growly judgmentalness. Sure. All right there in the middle. That's me. Those are all the best parts. Yeah. I like to think so. What's your favorite carb? I think everybody says this, but it's got to be the potato. Um, not everybody, because mm-hmm. I like croissants, but uh, <laughs> do you have a specific potato vessel that is your favorite? Um, I'm actually, okay, I mutate the potato into my actual favorite carb. I make sweet potato naan. Oh, it's okay. so good. I think we talked a little bit about this, but do you have a problematic fave? I have a problematic favorite song. <gasps> what is it? It's <laughs> shit. I'm going to admit this on a podcast. It's, <laughs> it is, it's a little ditty called Honky Tonk Badonkadonk <gasps> by Trace Adkins. No. I have some, I have some Toby Keith problematic faves, so I'm here Everything for you. that Toby Keith has yes. ever touched is now problematic yes. by association. Yes. But no, I mean, it's just, <sighs> Lord yeah. have mercy how she even keep them britches on. I mean, I don't really know. It's Do you know? Have you figured it out? I haven't figured poetry. it out. <laughs> it's, poetry uh-huh okay do you have a go-to author i feel like we've talked about a couple of them i'm um, i mean as far as romance mm-hmm. johanna Lindsay will always be oh it's like a nostalgic go-to yeah mm-hmm. i i'll read anything with her name on it and i have regretted that loyalty on occasion but... <laughs> problematic fate <laughs> <laughs> there we go oh. but she's my fave fave so, <laughs> yeah no although, i don't think I will... she's as problematic as some but she she's just she's a product of her time yeah and so there's gonna be some some like some 80s era thoughts on the mm-hmm. relations between men and women and stuff and that's yeah. just how that is which is why i like her period stuff because it's like oh that's just how they were then yes instead of that's how johanny Lindsay has always that's just basically been. you're all yeah okay yeah mm-hmm. I so, but she's she's my go-to but i this podcast has brought so many authors to my attention mm-hmm. um Oh, who was it that wrote the Reluctant Royals series? What's her name? Is we are it terrible fans? Alyssa Cole. Is it Alyssa Cole? I follow her on the Facebooks, the Facebooks, the Twitters. <laughs> Is that the one with like a princess in theory? Yes. Yeah, it's Alyssa Cole. Okay. Uh, fucking love her. Yeah. That's have that's you read the best. Shine? Have you read Shine a Light? It is very good i think it's a novella so it's a quick read if you could bing boom bong something what would it be self-defense if you have a go-to self-defense tip pro tip uh yeah get your hands up 
and and like, yeah, sorry, no, I'm it, up up in front of your face. I'm putting my like, hands in front of my face, listener. Like get okay. your get your hands in their face. Okay. Get okay. your hands up. Uh, always be like just just get them up and always be hitting. Like uh, that's constantly really, moving. Yeah. Okay. Um, plant your feet, and but that's that's if everything else has failed, and everything else up to that point is uh, keep your head up, make eye contact own the space around you so that nobody else feels like they can move into your space with impunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you, if you've got to wear your bitch face all the time, then wear your bitch face if that's your armor that makes you feel safe. Mm-hmm. And that communicates to the world, uh, especially through eye contact, that I see you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to remember your face and be able to describe it sure. to the police later. Yeah. Like, there's just a lot of carrying yourself like not a victim. Mm-hmm. Should that fail, get your hands in their face. So I don't have a resting bitch face. And mm-hmm. I... And I don't, I have the face that's like, tell me about your medical condition. (laughs) Tell me about your weird family Mm -hmm. drama. But I make a lot of direct eye contact. So that makes for a lot of interesting grocery store conversations. Oh, God. um, And conversations with people on the street. So Mm. I'm making eye contact, but it must be welcoming in some way because I constantly get people talking to me. You might need an active bitch face then. I'm just always not, like <laughs> it's not your default setting. It's the mask that you put on to go yeah. out onto the street. Yeah, you're just like mm. so. Yeah, there's just just you just got to own your space. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. if anybody tries to to get into your space, make noise and get back in theirs. Yeah. If you were gonna dispense a condiment from your belly button, what what would it be? Who who thought up this question has Not been my me. question. Uh, but uh, so I used to team teach professional team building. And this uh-huh. was one of our professional oh. team building questions. I have heard this question and I've been dreading this question. Yeah. It's so and you were gross. probably like, maybe she forgot this time. No, I didn't. <laughs> it's just because I have a very vivid imagination. So I just Great. picture like, because Melody did this to me, hummus just sort of <laughs> out of my belly button. <laughs> It's like, what if you don't have any control over the dispensation of You this? need a court. <laughs> yeah. Like, what if you're just walking down the street or trying to talk to some hot guy and suddenly, like, ketchup is roasted just red oozing. peppers and garlic? <laughs> no. Oh, wait. So what are you saying? You're dispensing like, roasted red pepper. If it was hummus coming out of me, it would be roasted red pepper garlic hummus. Great. But no, I did think about this because I was terrified Mentally that you would preparing ask. yourself, yes. And there is, I would dispense from my belly button. Uh, it is called a, it's a, a spicy oil. It's called spicy chili crisp. Uh-huh. Um, and it is basically, it's like the hot chili oil that you get with Chinese food. Yeah. But there are little bits of fried onion and garlic <gasps> in it that are crunchy. What? Oh, oh, you can get it on Amazon. Oh my gosh. This, this, this condiment can be yours. Spicy chili if you, crisp. If anything, if anything, this podcast is um, perpetuating condiments as like. So you know, a current trend. I mixed it with some mayonnaise and spread that on a sandwich. And it's got um, I am firmly so against. I am firmly against mayonnaise, but I will support you. And <laughs> you your can quest. mix it with some hummus. As- but the thing is, I need control over the dispensary okay. because if that, so you need like this, a valve. Yeah, I need like a button, and I need it to not be a leaky button. Like I understand that it's my belly button, but there needs to be another button because okay. this is a very fragrant oil sure and uh it is and uh, oils are really hard to get out of clothing you know yeah and it's gonna stain my my sweater leggings 
I'm yeah. never going to get that out. Not to mention, like, your vajay would just be, like, <laughs> never the yeah. same again. Uh, oh, wait. I want you to talk about your podcast really quick. Oh, you have a podcast, yeah. so plug that really quick. Okay, yes. Um, my friend, who is also named Stephanie, and I have a podcast called Outlaws and Scorned Women. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are exploring the criminal history of the state of Texas. Um, I find these cases and I tell the dramatic story of the crime as it went down. And then I sit down with her. She's a lawyer. Uh And so we start, we sit down with her and like break down the legal implications, like how the appeals went and what laws were applied and stuff like that throughout the case. Uh, And in the cases where we have like, it's a mystery and they never caught the guy. So there's no trial for her to analyze. She goes down a history rabbit hole and we learn all about, all kinds of like the the history of the the prison system in Texas. Yeah. This is a weird ass state. And I can imagine. <laughs> very strange. And that's coming from Illinois. History. Yeah. <laughs> Where you're actually on another planet. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And anyway, we have a lot of fun with it. Uh we Is just this the same um p- person that you were going to do a romance podcast? Yes, different person. Oh, <laughs> I was like so you guys went from like romance love stories <laughs> to just like crime and death. Crime and death. Uh no, she's not as into romance novels as my other friend. We we might revisit the romance one, but it's like the the romance novel podcast market is it's so well done. Getting pretty saturated, right now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not saturated in a bad way, but there's just there's no. a lot of viewpoints out there, and you have to find something. You always have to try to find something unique. You know, like that's mm-hmm. the point. That's the tough yeah. part about podcasting right now. All that. We're just we're just sort of reveling in the, the <laughs> wacky just, ass history. It's just and it's fun to just communicate with friends. Like that's the best thing about this podcast is that I get to talk to people that sometimes I've never even seen or I've never talked to. And right, um, it's really nice to just talk to them and be friends with them on the internet. Uh, so Stephanie, keeping a badass, Natalie, okay, and love you too. yourself as much as you love keeping bosoms. <laughs> I will. Thank you. No problem. Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes. We are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah, Lilas! Okay, back to the show.